0: Brought to you by State Farm.
2: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
4: This is Amy Brown from 4 Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna, and those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
5: Welcome back to Good Morning Football. We're now joined by a friend of the show, former NFL quarterback, all of that stuff. But he is on Prime Video Thursday night kickoff. Our guy, Ryan Fitzpatrick. What What's
6: up, what up, baby? Hey, guys. How's it going?
5: <laughs> great. We're doing great. You look great. The hair, the comb over is just the perfect style. I absolutely love it. I can't do it, so I respect it. You know you look good. All right. Right here in Pittsburgh tonight the game them and the Patriots you studied these offices leading up to this game. What's something that either of these teams can do to put some points on the board. Oh
6: my goodness. Well I'll tell you what Pittsburgh does look better in the last few weeks uh, and unfortunately you know Kenny Pickett goes down but they do look better. They're starting to take more shots down the field. I think more play action for Pittsburgh because their running game has looked good the last five weeks. And then for the Patriots, I don't know. I, mean, I just don't know. Hopefully we see Zappi make some magic out there. But it's been really tough on that side of the ball. You know, they tried to get it to Devontae Parker last week. Taekwon Thornton had a big run. But we're looking for a defensive battle with lots of T.J. Watt touchdowns.
4: Awesome. Hell yes.
6: <laughs>
7: we'll watch it either way, dude. Uh, you know, Ryan, you, you obviously had uh, 17 years in the league and you had a great little run with the jets here in new york and when you were there you became a media favorite of course but that thing can go off the rails real quick uh what do you make of the whole zach wilson situation and now being put under center again after what's been a roller coaster of a year for that young man
6: yeah you know i had a similar uh, situation to him when i in 2016 when i was with the jets which was my second year there got benched gino gets hurt go back in, got benched, Bryce Petty goes in, he gets hurt, go back in. It is it, hard. It's a hard situation. You know, we heard about some of the reports coming out about Zach and it takes a real toll on you mentally and emotionally. Uh, it gets difficult, but look, I mean, they haven't scored over 13 points since the middle of October. So expectations are low. He's got some players he's got to feed Garrett Wilson but the other thing is three of the last five are on the road which I think will be helpful for him because he gets out of that environment you know it's tough to be booed after the first series you know and I, I think a lot of us are rooting for him to hopefully have some success
4: at the end of the year here. We definitely are that's insightful too it's actually an advantage yeah. to be on the road it's, it's given really how chic. the season Dude, is going I, I hear completely what you're saying and Ryan you probably know Josh Allen better than anybody who talks about football for a living. And he's in this kind of strange territory now where he's six and six. They haven't been able to figure it out all year. And yet here he's coming off the bye, Kansas City, Dallas. Like, what do you think's going on between his ears right now? And can Buffalo really get off the mat and make a playoff push?
6: I think they can. I think you saw it in that Philly game. And unfortunately they they didn't end up winning, but this bye week, you know, in this first game against Kansas City is gonna say a lot. You know, they that 10 wins, they may not get in. They may have to win them all in order to get in, but certainly in the next two games, Kansas City, Dallas, they've got to win this Kansas City game, the game you know, in the conference. But Josh has had a great season. You know, The interesting thing for me is if they do win out here, if they do win these next two games, all of a sudden the hype is back on the bills. I think it can change quickly for these guys and momentum is a big thing in football, obviously.
8: Yeah, it definitely is. And just hearing you talk about the Bills and the Jets before, I know that you really went through the entire AFC East, but I just... (laughs) When I think about that 2016 Jets team, I think that was the year that it was you and, like, lighting it up with Eric Decker, right? Like, that was... You could have been MVP at that rate. And that's what I'm going to ask you about here because the MVP race, it has just been a rotating list of guys at the top. And right now, you have Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott. At one point, it was Lamar Jackson. Jalen Hurts has been in the mix, too. And plenty of guys that aren't even a quarterback, which is wild because it is a quarterback award. So who right now is is your current leader and how do you see this unfolding over the final five weeks.
6: Oh it's going to be interesting this this one's awesome because you know for Brock Purdy to be in this I mean I think we we've now all forgotten that he was Mr. Irrelevant last year I mean it's absolutely crazy what he's doing but you know for him the big moments going to be Christmas night Baltimore game that's going to be a tough defense everybody's going to be watching. That's Going to be a huge moment for him to kind of put his stamp on it. I think Tua is still in the mix, too. Uh, in those last three games for Tua, he's got Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo. Can he do it? And my two that are just kind of the you know, those dark horses, CJ Stroud, first of all. I mean, if we're talking about these next two games, if Trevor Lawrence is hurt, Jacksonville, they could fall out of the spot to be winning that conference to, uh, to Houston, um, that division, which would be crazy. But CJ Stroud's played at an MVP level, and then my last one would just be Josh Allen. If they win out, it's gonna be because of Josh Allen and I'd be really excited to see him with the award as well.
5: Yeah, I think everybody would. It would be incredible to see that level of play. You started with Brock Purdy, you talked about Mr. Irrelevant, going from a backup quarterback to a starter. You've experienced that throughout your career. And yesterday on our show, we discussed kind of the backups that have an opportunity to finish out this season strong and kind of go on a magical run. When you look around the league and any list that you see with the backups that are out there, who are the guys, and you see this was a list we came up. Is there somebody that you look at this list and you're like, hey, I think they can come up with some magic down the stretch and really put their team in a position to compete in the playoffs?
6: Well, I think Gardner Minshew's done a great job all year long. And part of it is we almost stopped talking about him because it's normal to see him in that starting position. But he really just stabilized that franchise with the way that he's played. The one on that list I think we're all excited about to bring a spark to the team You know, if James Winston gets a chance. On he gets a chance. We know, you know, he's instant offense. We know the ball's going down the field. We know there's going to be plays to be made, probably on both sides of the ball. But, you know, Jameis is a guy that can provide a spark quickly, and you know he uh, he's fun to watch too. I think the game needs. it. I think the game needs more Jameis.
4: He's unbelievably entertaining. <laughs> I mean, he really is. I think oh, he's man. the most entertaining them player. In Tampa, it's fun. such a good, t- you're right. You're right. Before you go, Fitz, we were talking. Jason and I were talking recently. Our wives always come to us before the holidays and say. What do you want for Christmas? And where I was like, buy me nothing. Mm -hmm. Do not buy me something, I'm not kidding. How do you handle that? What do you want for Christmas, Ryan? I agree, I want nothing.
6: I want nothing, (laughs) I want my kids to be spoiled. I want experiences, you know, I want experiences. I want no fighting on the day of Christmas, those type of things, but yeah, I usually, I I pull the same thing and inevitably, I get 14 presents under the tree, you know, and I gotta put a smile (laughs) on my face. Yeah, but I'll say, too, it's absolute chaos in my house in the morning on Christmas— we love it. It's so much fun, and I'm sure you guys will have a great holiday as well. You too, bro. Yeah,
5: we hope you do too. My, I still end up with zero under the tree. Just yeah, so yeah, I like exactly. it. All you ask for is all the paper to be cleaned up at the end of the day. So, Fizz, uh, appreciate you coming by this morning, man. All right, thank you. Guys. Thank you,
8: buddy. Have fun. Make Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh tonight. I don't know how you'll do it, but I Pittsburgh. feel like you will find a way, my friend. That's yes, right. With the hair and everything. Thank you. Great stuff.
4: It's so a Patriots logo. There's a Steelers logo. They play tonight. We asked Ryan Fitzpatrick about Patriots on offense. What can they do? And he said, I have no idea. (laughs)
9: That's good. (laughs) That is
4: a Harvard man who played in the league for about 30 years. I'm going to take my prediction for what I think the score will be tonight against the Patriots and the Steelers. I'm going to put it in here like so. And then tomorrow, we will open it up and see which of our predictions was the closest. Colleen, are you ready? Do you have a prediction? I'm I'm ready. Final score.
8: Okay. Um, Don't reveal it. I'm just not. Okay, I won't reveal anything. We'll but do it I, tomorrow. I will say it's not going to be a high scoring affair.
4: I, I think Peter's going to zag on this. I got yeah. this feeling oh, Peter's got 36 really? to 33
8: points. Okay. Yeah.
5: Here we go. <laughs> and he's going he's to nail it, it's going to be perfect. Yeah. All right, I got mine in here. Fireworks. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm excited for what side <laughs> comment you wrote on. The side predictions are the best. Nothing. Anything. You just wrote a score. Rush our score. Oh. Do okay. oh.
8: so you want to change your mind? Nope.
5: Okay.
4: Why do you have a smile on your face?
7: I think we're in for a, uh, we're in for a surprise tonight.
4: Okay. Any elaborating or just gonna leave it like that? I
7: think the New England building's been watching everyone uh, make a joke out of them for several weeks. They might have something for Pittsburgh tonight. Oh.
4: We, we've been making a joke out of them for a few months now, and they, they lost six to nothing last <laughs> week. So
8: <laughs> it's a big right. spot, so, big prime time game. All right, so here's the
4: deal: we all just put our score in, we think it's going to uh-huh. be, and then tomorrow we very dramatically we put in the code. The code is, is all zeros, like the box I'm score totally tonight, good. and then um, we're going to take them out and be like, "Wow, we thought it was going to be you know three to nothing Steelers, and look at what it was: twenty-seven to ten uh, Patriots. It's really fun. So we'll I feel good.
7: I just let mine in there. I feel good.
4: You feel like I, like you're going to like you feel great though. Walk all.
8: Okay. <laughs>
7: This is it. More like Nick Young. Woo. Swaggy P. Right,
5: Swaggy P. What are we he
8: doing in the third we're hour, good? Wolf? Oh my God! You know what? We're gonna talk about Zach Wilson and Justin Fields right. and which quarterback has more on the line this week. Huge. Because they both have a lot on the line. Okay. And uh, Zach Wilson, I don't know what's going on with him All right. and the Jets. It out. But to be like, Nah, now. I'm good, and then backpedal. A lot of drama. Um, so we're gonna do a little Throwdown Thursday.
4: It's our undefeated segment. Interesting game this weekend. Bears.
0: Home against the Lions. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill, so you can stay in there as long as you want.
1: begins.
8: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Good Morning Football presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Live in New York City. It is Thursday, December 7th. Get your Christmas shopping done now. I'm right. Colleen Wolf In for Jamie Erdahl. We got Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Also, since I'm move. here tomorrow as well, I'm going to need like Christmas holiday type recommendations for y- from you guys. Uh, okay. New York City specific. So what a, what I should do while I'm here. I need to get in the spirit. Um, so I know you guys have some Ford good Authority
7: stuff. bus terminal. You will love it. <laughs>
8: Yes. All right. On the list. So weird. All right, guys, it's time for the lead blog. Lead block. As we say hello to Tom Pellicero. Good morning. Good morning. Tommy P. So we've got Patriots and Steelers, 8, 15 p.m. Eastern on Prime Video. What's the latest this morning with Najee Harris?
2: Colleen, Najee Harris officially listed as questionable. Did not practice on the short week because of a knee issue. But I am told Harris is expected to play tonight against the Patriots. This is not a new injury for Najee Harris. He's been managing that knee for a while now. This is something where he just didn't feel good coming out of the game. They decided to rest him on the short week. If it were a normal week, a Sunday game, He probably practiced today, but instead, it's Thursday night football, and they do anticipate, barring a setback, that Harris is going to be out there. In other news, Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence did not practice on Wednesday while managing that right high ankle sprain. Lawrence spoke with reporters, said he's thankful that the injury was not worse, also said that if he's able to be out there and more or less move like himself, then he intends to be out there. This week against the Browns. If Lawrence cannot go, then the backup is C.J. Bethard, who also popped up on the injury report as limited with a shoulder issue. Does not seem like a great cause for concern. But we will be monitoring both these situations throughout the week. Meanwhile, in Minnesota, Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson, a full participant in practice for the first time since he suffered a hamstring injury back in week five. All systems go. Jefferson expected to return to the lineup this week against the Raiders. Throwing in passes will be Joshua Dobbs, who, of course, got off to a hot start his first couple games in Minnesota, then threw four interceptions in Minnesota's last game, Monday Night Football, a couple of weeks ago against the Bears. Not all those interceptions were his fault. Kevin O'Connell mulled a change, potentially, during the bye week, but decided to stick with Dobbs. He's still growing in the offense. There's still more that they can do to gear the offense around him. And now Dobbs gets, oh, yeah, one of the best receivers in the NFL out there on Sunday in Vegas. Colleen?
8: Just a small little detail. We love it. We can't wait to see Justin Jefferson back on the field. Tom Pellicero there with the latest this morning. Time for Throwdown Thursday. Let's start in Baltimore, where it's, I guess, a little bit of a reunion for Odell Beckham Jr. Back during the Rams' run to the Super Bowl, Odell made some big catches cool. against the Ravens in Week 17, including the game-winning touchdown. Well, these two teams, they are going up against each other again this week on Sunday. So awesome. which one? wide receiver duo will have the bigger game, the Rams with Cooper Cup and Nakua, or the Ravens with OBJ and Zay Flowers.
5: This a tough one. You guys know how much I love the young rookie Zay Flowers. He had the celebration last week. He was throwing the bouquet the whole nine. Lamar it. didn't like it. I loved it, too. Baltimore's a sexier pick. You got Lamar, he's electric. I'm going with Puka, and I'm going with Cup. I think for those two guys, I think they're going to have a chance to have a bigger day. I think for Baltimore side of it, when you talk about Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman is a big part of their pass game as well. I think he's going to get some opportunities. Uh, I think Isaiah Likely is going to step up. Then for Matthew Stafford, these are his guys: Cooper Cup, Puka, Nicole. One of those two guys are going to be on the other end of his passes and. We don't know if both of them are going to have a big game, but I think for the Rams to be in it, it's either Puka or Cup. One of those guys are going to be going off. I have a couple thoughts
7: on this At First off, the Odell thing can't be understated. That game that he had, it was in the rain in Baltimore. They mm-hmm. would actually win the NFC West because of that. They would beat the 49ers in the NFC Championship game because they partially had the home field and they were able to come back. Like It was a huge game. Yeah, yeah. Odell was on the podium yesterday and they were like, so you're going up against the Rams. Does this feel like a revenge game? And he was like, I owe it all to the Rams. Like, mm. I found my well, I joy in football from the Rams. He's like, I forgot the Super Bowl. He's like, and he said him and Stafford and Cup have been texting. And, like, and he's like, McVay brought joy back. To so, it's really a mo- lovely cool. thing. I'm going with, with OBJ and Flowers. I like on this one. And uh-huh. I think it's because Mark Andrews is out. And they had a mm. bye week. We're drawing an offense up here. And it's like, we have to figure out what we're going to do for the remainder of the season. And OBJ got signed to this huge contract. And a lot of people rolled their eyes. They're like, all right, I don't even know if there's a market for this. And he chose that deal over one that the Rams were offering for less. And he went to the Ravens. And he's like, all right, I'll go to, if you want, the highest bidder. But also a team that might have a better chance to win this season. I think Odell is going to be fine. I think Zay Flower is going to be fine. I think the passing game is going to be fine. Yeah. Mark Andrews went down, and Todd Munkin and John Arbaugh had a chance to get in the lab for a week while they were on the bye. I'm going to go with Baltimore on this one, but I love the fact that Odell isn't revenge against the Rams. No, he won a Super Bowl with them. He loves those guys. I think he's also going to show out against his old teammates, too.
4: Doing God's work to end the term revenge game, and yes. one of my least yeah. favorite terms, one of the most untrue, tritest, lamest things. So good job, Odell. I'm going to go with the Rams. There was this idea that Puka is banged up, and he's got the sprained AC mm-hmm. joint or anything. McVay had an all-time quote yesterday. So they, McVeigh was asked in his session about Puka, and this is a quote, Yeah, Puka was limited in the walkthrough, but I don't know what the hell that means because he just did everything. No. <laughs> that was his quote. <laughs> so he, like McVeigh at this point, it maybe has to do with his, his home life right now and the child, like, He's kind of not giving a bleep about the some limbs. Limbs. He all won. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just like, yeah, something about limited. I, what the hell does that even mean? I, <laughs> I watched him. I he did everything. There was no limits. It's great. <laughs> We've waited for a few years for McVay. He's not the young coach anymore. He's like kind of the, the OGs, the Super Bowl champs. Like, what the hell does limited even mean? Pierce pointed this out a few times this week. Puka did the Browns twice on long runs. One got called back. The other one was a 31-yard run. Both times it worked really well. I think they'll hit him again with the run. I think Puka and Cooper are going to go big. I like this game. It is, in most leagues, week one of fantasy playoffs – and you people who, like me, who picked up Puka and uh, off waivers, like after week one, yeah. have just been riding him all year. Okay. I think the ride continues. I think it's the Rams. Do you
7: feel upset on this one, Rams-Ravens? They're in Baltimore, and the Rams are the hottest team, and I think a lot of people are picking them as, like, the sexy pick, but then it's like, Ravens coming off a bye. Don't and, the
8: Ravens have the... Who they have the following week? Niners? Yes.
7: No, no. So, I don't know. I remember I
4: felt that way about the Broncos last week. They were on a ride, and I thought that they were going to beat Houston, <laughs> and mm, then they didn't. Yeah. It, Baltimore at home is tough.
8: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm looking at Cup and Nakua going up against this Ravens defense. Their mm-hmm. pass defense has been so good all season yeah. long. They've allowed the fewest passing touchdowns, the second fewest passing yards per game. It's been really difficult for teams, especially yeah. to go into Baltimore okay. and pass on them take a look at what the Lions and the Seahawks did against the Ravens and golf and Gino both finished with zero touchdowns and one interception Mm -hmm. and and going into week nine the Seahawks were five and two the Seahawks lost by 34 (laughs) points going into week seven when you guys crowned the Lions as the best team in the NFL because everyone was doing that at that point five and one they lost by 32 points so by default I'm gonna go with OBJ and Zay Flowers I do feel like Puka and Cup are kind of matchup proof but but this Ravens defense
7: is really, really good. Can I quickly correct ourselves? They play the Jaguars first, then they play the Niners. Ah, that's
8: Ravens. it, that's it. Well, that's no
7: picnic. two, we'll two tough teams coming up. They
8: have a really tough schedule the rest of the way. Yesterday, guys, Robert Sala, he announced he that oh, they man. are turning back to Zach Wilson at quarterback for the Jets, so another twist in what's been an absolute roller coaster of a season in New York. Who has more at stake this weekend? Zach Wilson or Justin Fields,
5: Jason? I'm going to go with Justin Fields on this one. I think as the season finishes, out. The play of Justin Fields, his connection with DJ Moore, how he runs offense, all of those things will dictate offseason decisions. On the other hand, I look at Zach Wilson I think whatever decision the Jets are going to make in the offseason, those are already made. They're already in that process. For Zach Wilson, I look at it as, I remember being in Cleveland we had gotten to double-digit games. So that means we had lost double-digit games at that point in 2017. I remember standing out there in a the pregame speech and saying to the guys, at this point, play for the little kid that grew up in Pop Warner and just love the game of football. For Zach Wilson, go out there and have a blast. The hell with the fans booing or what anybody mm-hmm. else has to say about your play or what rumors are, this, that, and the third. You grew up as a little kid playing the game of football, dreaming about being in the NFL and having an opportunity to just go out there and compete, and you get that. You're the starter again. Go out there, have a blast, let it loose. The hell with everything else. Those decisions, next year, future, all of those things, probably not going to change in these last few years games, go out there and just play the game of football for the love of it. The
7: answer's Fields, who's got more at stake because of the obvious draft position that Chicago's going to be in. They're Mm going to have Carolina's pick and they're going to have Chicago's pick. What suddenly becomes interesting is the Jets went from being like, oh, they'll have a pick in the teens, to they'll have a pick in the early teens. If the draft was tomorrow, the Jets would have the sixth pick. With what we know of Aaron Rodgers, Mm -hmm. and how he's probably got one more year Mm -hmm. left, but we also know that Aaron Rodgers likes to have his guys and likes to get his protagonist. Yeah. How would Aaron Rodgers react if the Jets took a quarterback after we know how he reacted when the Packers (laughs) drafted a quarterback when he felt he was that close? Like, there suddenly becomes this way. Like, I don't think Zach Wilson's gonna be the Jets' future. I think that's fair to say that this is the last ride for Zach and play loose, have fun, whatever. But if the Jets continue to lose games and they're suddenly in that top three, do the Jets mm. consider quarterback when they have all of these needs at offensive line and that we want to get Rodgers a Super Bowl ring? But right. that's what becomes fascinating to me. Mm. Do the Jets suddenly insert themselves mm. in the quarterback? They would quarterback? have to. Clock right? draft so,
8: season's yeah. coming up.
7: It's
4: probably smart to take the quarterback. You'd have that. to. You're going to get one yeah. year out of Rodgers and yeah. then you have nothing. But if you really like that one year, you know, oh. um, the answer is, is, is objectively it's Fields. Yeah. Here's this, what's at stake with Fields. I think if Justin Fields is great this weekend and beats the Lions, that could be it. The Bears in their mind could be like, we're going to stick with Justin this year. Which means, which entails, the Bears are on the clock. If the Panthers finish this thing, then the Bears will have the number one overall pick. And someone in that organization would have to have the stones to say, we are not going to draft a quarterback for the second year in a row. We're going to not use that pick for a quarterback. Mm. We're going to stick with Justin. On the other hand... He can make up their mind the opposite way this weekend. Like it could be that big. They lose another divisional game. He's not great. He throws a couple of picks, they lose, they could be like, that's it. I think we've seen enough. I just don't know. I think he's playing for everything over the next several weeks. I don't know what Zach Wilson is playing for.
7: It's crazy with Fields because he's now going into his fourth year, next year, and it's like, not only is it is he our guy or when you're at that point in your career, you get a giant contract extension. So like are the Bears gonna pass on two quarterbacks. Not only we keep them,
5: we extend, I mean, extend them yeah. to the a monster deal. and we can have a rookie USC, all of that. We got a rookie contract and be able to build around it for the next few years. And there's yeah. best fans where like, you you you'd spend the number one pick on Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, you're gonna spend on a wide no, no, you, receiver you, and you trade it again. Or you
4: trade it yeah, again. Yeah, you trade
8: back, you're not gonna have not. more I mean, or you
4: just take the quarterback and be like, sorry, dude, we gave you three years. Yeah. For
8: for that organization, oh. for the Bears, like, they have so many big decisions to make that will absolutely change the course of the future. With if, if the Panthers continue on this course, yeah, they'll have the number one mm. overall pick and the fifth overall pick. That's where they're slotted right now. So you could continue to build around Justin Fields mm. or you could blow it all up, start over again. But these next five games are so crucial because, sure, they may already have their decision made up, but Justin Fields could change their mind. Just looking at what they have next, obviously they play the Lions this week. Then they have the Browns, they have the Cardinals, the Falcons, and the Packers. So it's just... When you see all of the pressure that Justin Fields is under, I wonder if he can, as you mentioned, just like go out there, play his game, be loose. It's tough because you just don't know where you're going to be next season and these games can dictate it. So that's that.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring,
8: Our next guest played 12 seasons in the NFL. He's a two-time Pro Bowler and a former Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. Please give a warm welcome to our friend here of the show, Kyle. Ramos. Welcome, welcome. welcome, welcome. Good morning to you. Great to see your face. Kyle, you know exactly what it means to be a Walter Payton Man of the Year, and you've talked to a lot of this year's nominees. A lot of these players do such incredible work in the community, and it goes unacknowledged. So what does it mean for them to be nominated For such an important and prestigious award?
9: Well, it's exactly that. This is the highest honor in our sport. And, you know, for these 32 men who are 32 of the greatest men our league has to offer, quite honestly, and I always felt this way as a nominee. It's not about them. It's not about me personally. It was always about the people and the organizations that I served and them getting the opportunity to be associated with the incredible honor that is the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award and, and being associated with the Payton family legacy. So for me, it was always about the organizations. You know, personally, it was the Children's Hospital, the patients and families there, allowing them to have this platform and, and get the flowers that they deserve because they're the ones that are the real heroes. It, it's It's not me. And I think in talking to a lot of the nominees, you see a lot of that out of them as well.
7: I loved seeing you at the NFL honors last year. We were chatting beforehand and you're such an ambassador for not only the game, but this award particularly. Tell us how important the community involvement was when you played and how it's impacted your life now that you are a former player.
9: Well, that's exactly it, Peter. You know, for me personally, I knew my time as a player, as a tight end in the NFL, was going to come to an end. The NFL was around far before I got there, and it's going to be there long after I played. But to me, it was about the legacy that I'm able to leave in the communities that I played in. And I think for me, it was, look, I haven't even been out of Minnesota for three years, and yet. They already have another Pro Bowl tight end there doing way better than I did when I was there. So football will always be there. But the legacy that you're able to create off of the field, that's what it was about for me. And and now that I'm a former player, I still can lean on that. that. That's still a part of who I am. And that doesn't leave just because now I'm former Minnesota Vikings tight end.
5: Well said. uh, Kyle, in that same vein, a few years back, you started a fundraising platform called All True, which helps current Walter Payton Man of the Year nominees raise additional funds for their charities. Tell us a little bit more about All True's mission and their partnership uh, with Nationwide.
9: Well, for me as, as a former nominee, one of the things that I love most about the award is for all 32 of these men, they're winners. You know, there can only be one Walter Payton man of the year at the end of the day. But I wanted to allow all 32 nominees to have the opportunity to elevate the platform that they have. I spoke about the organizations before, the people that they serve. We want everyone to get the publicity and notoriety that they deserve while also amplifying the impact that they're already making. And, you know, through Nationwide, we're able to donate 100 percent of the proceeds that come in through this campaign so fans can donate directly to their favorite nominees, charity of choice, while also having the opportunity to win once-in-a-lifetime experiences. Last year was our first year that we did it. We had incredible success raising a lot of money for these players charities but then also providing the best fans in the world once in a lifetime opportunities through our nominees. It's
4: awesome nflcom dot com slash man of the year Kyle last time we had you on we talked about career touchdown reception number 50 that you had last season. It came from Brady and it happened to be his last regular season touchdown pass. We understand Kyle that you still have that ball cool. Give us the story and did Brady want it. Did he come to ask for it like you tell us what happened with this.
9: Yeah, so I officially devalued one of the most valuable footballs in in all of the game. (laughs) Having it painted. It's painted and it says Kyle Rudolph's 50th career touchdown, awesome. not the greatest yes! quarterback of all I love time's that, last you know? regular season touchdown. Uh,
8: that's awesome. <laughs> that is amazing. I love it so oh, much.
9: So, take that number eight
4: jersey and go right to camp. Yeah. Yes, it,
8: Exactly. So Kyle, when I think of when I think of you, I think of the Vikings. It's just you two are synonymous. So this current Vikings team, I know you have plenty of opinions. So I just want to start with Kirk Cousins who went down with the season-ending injury. You have obviously played with him. You have history with him. You know him well. You know that organization really well. So what do you think the future holds for Kirk Cousins?
9: Well, I think... You know, the fact that Kirk's age, the nature of the injury, modern medicine is incredible. I think we're seeing it right now with Aaron Rodgers. Certainly, I understand there was a different procedure, a different approach to the rehab, but he's proven that it, it doesn't matter. We've seen a lot of people have this injury around this time in their career and they come back, especially for someone who's a pocket passer. You know, this really won't affect Kirk's style of play all that much. In my opinion, the biggest thing that's going to determine Kirk's future moving forward with the Minnesota Vikings is the market. Uh, this is a guy quarterbacks are hard to find and he's a really good one and he's able to hit the open market. It's going to be completely up to him, whether, you know, he has the opportunity to cash in one more time through the end of his career, or if he ultimately decides that Minnesota is the place that I want to stay the place that I want to finish my career. I think ultimately there'll have to be maybe a little bit more of a team friendly deal because they have a pretty good wide receiver there that needs to be paid. And also a pretty good left tackle that contract is coming up here soon as well. So there's only so many dollars to go around And they've got a lot of really good young players on that roster.
8: And we'll see that pretty good wide receiver, hopefully, this Sunday. Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson coming back and finally having a game with Josh Dobbs at the quarterback position. So a lot to look forward to if you are a Vikings fan. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Mr. Rudolph, enjoy your holiday season. Kyle, uh, you're the best.
9: Thank you, guys. Happy holidays. Rudolph
8: joining the show this morning.
4: (laughs) All right. Let's get in the ring. Duke it out. One last time this season to fight for that last playoff spot in your fantasy leagues. Here to remind us about the first rule of Fantasy Fight Club. <laughs> it's our own Adam Rank. What's up, baby? Hey. What's up, Durden?
10: Yeah, you already you already ruined the first rule, Kyle. You know better than that, so hit me. Hit me with some questions here.
4: I want you to hit me as hard as you can, and I will. We're not throwing in the towel yet. Give us a fantasy
10: quarterback you want in your corner this week and need a little lift. You know what? I'm going to go with Tua Tungavailoa. Now, I know that Tyreek Hill is getting out there and getting all that MVP conversation, but you, Kyle, know as well as everybody, this isn't like Mr. Perfect out there throwing the pass to himself, uh, which was perfectly replicated by you and and Kirk Cousins, I might add. But listen, Tua has had at least three touchdowns in two of his last three games. He's had seven games with at least 280 passing yards. Miami is averaging close to 40 yards per game. If You're sitting there and you're wondering if you should start Tua instead of Patrick Mahomes, I would say yes.
5: Oh, tell them. Hmm. Well, Adam, everyone in Fantasy Fight Club knows that without sacrifice, we have nothing. Give us an under-the-radar Here. player who you think will light it up in Week 14. You know
10: what, I'm going to go with with, uh, with somebody played for your former team, Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I know this game tonight is going to be about as empty as Jillian's when Jason, when you are out there doing remotes for the local WEEI, but here's my thing. Awesome. I, I love the opportunity for Ezekiel Elliott here I don't think that I don't listen during the break. I love the opportunity for him. everything. Uh, he's had at least 21 touches. Uh, he had 21 touches last week in week 13. He's had at least 10 fantasy points in two out of his last three games. He's going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers who just gave up a lot of production to James Conner. So I know like this is again this is not going to be a, a pretty game. This is not one that we're going to remember for a long time. But I think that Ezekiel Elliott can have a great night on Thursday.
7: Adam, I love that you're listening in the break, and we love listening to you during the show. It's either fight or go home this week. Give us a receiver who you believe will lay it all on the line for week 14.
10: You know, I'm going to go with Tutu Atwell, which I know is going to go against a lot of the conventional wisdom. You know, these people out there that are perusing the IKEA catalog, living these mundane lives are going to look at the Marcus Robinson and think that that's a great play. But listen, we don't want to chase the herd. You don't want to be one of those sheep. You want to go out there and stand out on your own. Now, I know that the snaps were down, but Sean McVay, just said the looks it was a hot hand situation that went with demarcus robinson but now with cooper cup and puka nakua both battling injuries in what is perceived as a tough matchup i think that tutu atwell can go out there and has an opportunity to get into the end zone so this is probably more of a dfs play for you but tutu Atwell is somebody that i'm watching this week
8: okay all right rank what up listen i need a reliable tight end someone who is going to go to work with a lunch pail Get the hands dirty, do all of it. Who do you think for this weekend? Well,
10: I got my eye on Dalton Schultz. Now, last week, he was obviously inactive. He was battling a hamstring injury. He's returned on a limited basis. This is something that we're going to monitor over the next couple of days, so keep an eye out for him. But this is a great opportunity going up against the New York Jets last week. Gave up a touchdown to that Falcons tight end. That was Michael Pruitt, it wasn't Kyle Pitts. But still, they gave up a lot of production to the opposing tight ends. And here's the thing. If Dalton Schultz is unable to go, Brevin Jordan is actually a great play. You know, and this is the thing, you know, your first night at Fight Club, you got to fight. Last week, that's exactly what Brevin Jordan did. So, I think this is a good opportunity for any Texans tight end against the New York Jets. Let's take a look at these picks one more time. Tua Tungabailoa, for a lot of people who have been struggling at the quarterback position, quietly, quietly having a great fantasy season. Ezekiel Elliott, opportunity against the Steelers. Not great. Tutu Atwell. Well, uh, again, the Rams' wide receivers are difficult to reject, but we love Tutu Atwell in this one and Dalton Schultz rounding it out, especially with Trey McBride out this week. I am Adam Rank's beautiful
4: mind. And you know what? Play Zeke. It's fun to have a guy in the like Thursday Nighter, we always say it. Yeah. The odds are in favor of him to get that first touchdown we even showed it. Rank, you're the best. We love you. We'll see you next week, uh, and uh, great seeing you as always.
8: Week 14 kicks off tonight in Pittsburgh where the Mitch Trubisky-led Steelers take on Bailey Zappi and the Patriots. And so among all of the storylines heading into this game, the one that's getting the most attention is the historically low point total given by the odds at 30 points. It's not only the lowest we've ever seen this season, but it's also the lowest since at least 2008. So with that in mind, we thought we'd, you know, do some little over-unders here for tonight's game. Let's start here with the number of angry Bill Belichick shots uh, with the over-under of .5? On over, under.
5: I'm definitely going over on yeah. that one. We're going to see probably quite a few of them just because that's his natural face, so I'm going over on that one, on the yeah. angry Bill Belichick okay. face. Resting Bill five? face. That's, Resting Bill face. Yes. That's what it is. Oh,
8: nice. uh-huh. Okay, next up, we got all the New England quarterback issues. There's a lot. You have to imagine Tom Brady is going to be brought up uh, at least once or twice in this broadcast. So, over under four and a half mentions of Brady during tonight's game,
7: Peter. I'm going to say under. Four I'm going to say under five times a lot. Amazon has no connection to Brady. They're pushing their own guy Fitzpatrick. I'm gonna say under. We don't. We don't need to go Brady Lane here. It's been years now since he's been in New England. Yeah.
8: Okay, let's go to Jalen Warren. Mm-hmm. He won the Angry Run Scepter back in Week 11. So over under one and a half. Jalen Warren. I want to do mean runs because I found that very funny earlier <laughs> this Sanchez, week. Mean runs. <laughs>
10: Great.
4: I'll go over for Jalen Warren over 1.5. But I want Najee Harris to win it. He's kind of like our
5: oh, wrestling no. heel.
8: I ah, want him. To win it. That's it. I, I love it. The wrestling
5: bill face yeah that's it. enjoy
8: the game everybody i'll be back tomorrow thanks guys this is fun she loves new york i do
0: you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise.